Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, while Superman searches for them... Young Howard Jones and Bobby Lee struggled desperately for their lives in a wide, swift-running river. My, my leg, Howie. I, I think my leg's broken. I can't swim. Don't, don't worry, Bobby. I'll hold you up. But how long can you manage? I don't know. The current is awful strong. Yeah. The shore is awfully far away. I, I could make it. If only I could swim out of the current... Keeping us in the middle of the river. I can't help at all. Holly, I'm getting so tired, Bobby. Some, some boat or something has just come along. I can't keep swimming much longer against this current. Bobby, Bobby, I think we're done for. It's spring training time, and all over the country, baseball teams are crowding the sand lots and diamonds. Players are jogging around the bases, bats crack against swiftly thrown balls. These things are part of an American springtime. About this time, most teams are brushing up on their baseball strategy, and the old hit-and-run routine comes in for plenty of practice. Here's how it goes. Bases are loaded and two out. Your ace pinch hitter goes up to the plate, because this is a pinch when you must have a hit. The pitch comes. It's a strike. Another pitch. Ball one. The count goes up to two strikes, three balls. You wait now for the crucial 3-2 pitch. Then, as soon as it leaves the pitcher's hand, your men on the base take off. They don't wait for the batter to connect. If it's a hit, your runners will be on their way, headed for the next bag and home plate. Not at the crack of the bat, mind you, but as soon as the ball leaves the pitcher. That's the old hit-and-run game. With that strategy, if your pinch hitter connects, your team runs up the score. But, gang, the only way you can make the hit-and-run pay off is with smooth teamwork. Yes, each player must click with the others. That's why a good teammate is a guy who can come through in the pinch, work a hit-and-run angle, bunt or sacrifice when necessary. In other words, be a good team worker. That's what makes a top-notch player. His race, religion, or nationality, those things don't count in baseball. Those things don't make a team operate like a well-oiled machine. Ability and teamwork are the goods that make a great player, whether he's a gawky kid training on a neighborhood diamond or a home-run king of the big leagues. And now, the adventures of Superman! When Howard Jones and Bobby Lee, two young track stars from Unity House, found pairs of tiny wooden crutches in their lockers... They realized they were marked for injury. Worried about bringing trouble to their families and friends, they ran away. 
Having no money, the two boys caught a ride on an northbound freight train, hoping to reach the farm of Howard's uncle. But as the train swerved around a curve in the mountains, they lost their hold and plunged down a steep embankment into a wide, swift-running river. Meanwhile, learning of the boys' disappearance from cub reporter Jimmy Olsen, manager of the Unity House track team, Clark Kent, who is really Superman, questioned Howard Jones' father. Mr. Jones said he thought his son might try to reach his uncle's farm upstate. So, again resuming his true identity of Superman, Kent streaked northward, following the railroad tracks, unaware that at this moment, the two boys are fighting for their lives in the swift current of a turbulent mountain river. No use, Bobby. I can't swim any longer because, because you're holding me up. Look, Howie, let me go. Maybe you can make it to shore alone. And leave you here to drown? Nothing doing. This way, we, we'll both drown. Okay, then. We, we'll both drown. Howie, Howie, listen. What? Holy smokes, look. It's okay, boys. Everything's under control. Superman. Oh, boy. All right, now. Up with both of you. Oh, brother. What a break. Hang on tightly now. Here we go. Up, up, and away. Hello, Jim. Hiya, Mr. Kent. What happened? Why'd you tell me to meet you in this hospital? Well, first of all, Howard and Bobby are here. Howard Jones and Bobby Lee? That's right. I, uh, I mean, Superman fished them out of a river. What? The river? Oh, gee whiz, I... No, 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 take I... it easy, take it easy. Bobby has a broken ankle, but apart from that, he's all right. A broken ankle? Uh-huh. Fortunately, it's no worse. And Howard is suffering from shock and exposure and a few minor cuts and bruises, but he'll be okay. But, but what happened? What were they doing in a river? Well, when they received those tiny crutches, they realized it was a warning. They thought they'd endanger you, too, if they stayed in Metropolis, so they hitched a ride on a freight and were thrown into a river. Oh, the poor kids. Now, don't you worry. They'll be all right. I'm glad of that. But now we're cooked. I mean, the Unity House track team is. The playground championships are this afternoon. How can we expect to win without those two? Especially Howard. Relax. There's a chance that Howard can run this afternoon. There is. Just a bare chance. But there's something more important to consider right now. What do you mean? Until we find out who sent those crutches to Howard and Bobby and put them behind bars where they belong, those two boys are still in danger. And so are you and Coach Thorne. I say, that's right. But how can we find out? Well, I have an idea. Look, did you bring those little crutches and the envelopes they were delivered in? No, I don't have them anymore. You don't? Uh-uh. What happened to them? I told you to hang on to them. The police wanted them. Sergeant Healy took them. Oh, well, then he's the man we want to see, and fast. Come on, Jim, let's dash over to headquarters. <laughs> the crutches, all right, Sergeant Healy. Now, let's see. No, you're studying them, Kent. They won't tell you anything. Oh, I'm not so sure. Hmm. They're carved by hand. That we know. But that's all we do know about them. Except that whoever sent them to young Jones and Lee is a skunk. Oh, what about fingerprints, Sergeant? No good, Jim. Too many people handled them. You, Kent, Coach, Thorne, Jones, and Lee. Some of the other kids, too. Oh, well, there's nothing on this pair. I told you there wasn't, Kent. May I see the other pair, please? Yeah, you're just wasting your time. Well, just the same. I still think Ralph Mason must know something about this. You know, he told us to kick Howard and Bobby off the team in the first place. I know, but... Maybe if you got hold of him, you could make him spill what he knows. Ah, uh, I talked to him a couple of times. So did his father. 
I'm convinced he knows nothing about this. Uh-oh, here's something. Huh? What is it, Mr. Kent? These little crutches were carved out of wood from a shipping case. Oh, great. So how does that help us? Well, it might help us a great deal. I can make out a couple of letters that were stamped on the case. You can? Yeah, uh-huh. where? Show me. I don't think you can see them, Sergeant, but well, if I can't, then neither can you. Look, I went over them plenty carefully, and I didn't see... Well, you you, you, you must have missed the letters, because they're, they're, they're very faint. Whoever carved these things thought he'd remove the letters with sandpaper, but he forgot about the indentation they left in the wood. Oh, go on, you're seeing Wait a minute, these. Sergeant. The first letter is Z, I think. Z? Uh-huh. And the next one is C or, or G? No, no, wait a minute. It's the letter O. Z-O. That's right. And there's nothing after the O, so I think those two letters are the end of a word, or perhaps of a name. Z-O. Zo. Something ending in Zo. Zo. Can't uh-huh. I think you're nuts? Give me those things. I've got a strong magnifying glass right here. Okay, Sergeant, here you are. Bazo, Bezo, Bizo, Bozo. Hey. I think I can make out the letters, Kent. Good. Dazzo, Dazzo. Boy, you sure got sharp eyes. Thanks, but. What does it stand for? What, what word or name? Fizzo, dizzo, fizzo. Hey, wait, I got it. You got what? Fizzo, that ends in Z-O. But what in Fizzo the is the name of a soft drink. What? Their slogan is, you know, it's Fizzo. Yeah, that's right. Good boy, Jim. Now we're getting someplace. Yeah? Like where? Well, we know or think we know that these tiny crutches were carved out of a Fizzo case. Okay, so where does that get us? There must be hundreds of Fizzo cases. Maybe thousands. Golly, that's right. Look, we know that most case lots are delivered to drugstores and restaurants. And the cases are picked up again. So we'll check with the people who make Fizzo, whoever they are, get a list of their metropolis dealers, and try to trace down the case that these little crutches were made out of. Well... Boy, that's some job. We can do it, though. And we will do it. Right, Sergeant. I'll look it up in the phone book right now. Gee whiz, I hope we're on the right track. I think we are, Jim. Well, Kent, wait a minute. Here it is. Soft drink manufacturers, now. A-C-D-E-F-F-F, I hear Here we are, Fizzo Company. 111 West River Street. Okay. Come on, Kent, Jim. We'll hop out there and get a list of their customers. Then we'll find the guy who's behind all this dirty business. Fine, Sergeant. Let's go. Eagerly, Clark, Kent, and Jimmy Olsen follow Sergeant Healy from police headquarters, unaware that they are en route to the soda bottling factory owned by John and George Mason, the very men who are alone responsible for the recent outrages against the innocent Howard Jones and Bobby Lee. Will Kent realize that he is at the end of the trail? Or will the clever John Mason fool him and the police again? We'll be back in a moment for the startling climax of today's episode. So keep listening. Ever see a baseball team fall apart? You probably have, so you know that sometimes there seems to be no good reason for it. The shortstop was terrific. The first baseman batted 350. The outfielder had a throwing arm that was best in the league. Yet when they got out on the diamond, when they had to play as a team, they were no good. They looked as if they had two left feet and six thumbs apiece. How does that happen? Why do they fall apart? Simple. No teamwork. That's right. What good's the shortstop if he can't play with the first baseman? Who cares about the throwing arm of the outfielder if he doesn't click with the catcher? Because, as you know, no one man alone is a baseball team. And no baseball team can win, no matter how good its individual players, if all of them don't work together. A gang of country is pretty much the same as a baseball team. No matter how good our individual citizen may be, if we don't work together, we fall apart. One man alone can't run a railroad. One man alone can't build a city. 
all of us of all sizes and shapes, with all talents and skills, of all races and religions, all of us working together are a nation, a smooth-running nation, a nation that clicks as a team and can come out with top score in any competition. You belong to that team, and you must do your part to keep it strong. Just as a baseball team can't win when there's no pulling together, so our nation is weakened when Americans don't play ball with one another. So boys and girls, get together with your teammates of all races, religions, and nationalities and help roll up a score we can all be proud of. And now, back to the adventures of Superman! Clark Kent, Jimmy Olsen, and Sergeant Healy are in a police car en route to the Fizzo bottling plant which unknown to them is owned by the bigoted John and George Mason, the men who are responsible for the threat against the two Unity House boys. Suddenly a message crackles over the airwaves and is picked up by the shortwave radio receiver in the police car. Headquarters calling Sergeant Healy in car 62. Hey, that's me! Proceed to the Metropolis Hospital at once to investigate disappearance of Howard Jones and Bobby Lee. What is Disappeared from the hospital? Repeat. To Sergeant Healy, car 6-2. Get to that hospital, Sergeant, fast! Hang on! I'm making a U-turn on two wheels! Proceed to Metropolis Hospital at once. Howard Jones and Bobby Lee have disappeared. Barely holding its forward speed, Sergeant Healy swings the police car around in a screaming U-turn. Then steps hard on the gas, heading for the Metropolis Hospital. What has happened to Howard and Bobby now? Have John and George Mason acted again against the two Unity House youngsters? There's a thrill a minute in tomorrow's action-packed episode, fellows and girls, when we bring you the smashing climax of our story. So be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station for... The Adventures of Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom X and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs> 